Welcome back to Chirping with ABA Owls. I'm Carla and today I will be flying solo again. <laughs> um, so welcome to season three, episode three. And today's episode is called Navigating ABA Against the Current. And for today's episode, we have a guest, which whom I will introduce in a moment. Just so you know, the sound will be different at the start and the end of the episode because some parts I interviewed uh, this person and then other parts I had to record on my own so don't be surprised if the echo and the sound and when we recorded there were construction works happening in the background so you might hear a bit of noise um, and yeah and the room was quite echoey so yes um, as usual these are our thoughts and experiences. We are not claiming to know everything. We're only speaking from our own empirical practice and we love sharing things with you guys. Uh, I don't think we have anything to discuss from the previous podcast, the witching hour, which I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, and also the chit chats with the witches. I love a witch, as you well know now. And please feel free to communicate any topics you'd be interested in or any questions you might have, you can email us at aba.owls.uk at gmail.com. You can contact us through our website, www.abaowls.com. On Instagram, we are at aba underscore owls or on Facebook, aba owls. And so today we have a very special guest with us because uh, I'm in Portugal. So I have someone called Nicole, who's a BCBA. And there's, if you don't know anything about Portugal, there's hardly any BCBAs in Portugal. True. Yeah. So she's a very lovely lady who's accepted to, you know, chat to me and, you know, I'm quite annoying, so it's okay. No, you're not. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for wanting to talk to me. Of course. Just because everyone knows, everyone knows all the famous BCBAs and etc. I'm like, okay, so how about the people who... Are not famous. <laughs> yeah, like me, like you, because they do the daily work and, you know, lots of people don't get the credit that they deserve. And we get it, it's hard, not everyone can be well known. But I think I really like to talk to people that I get to know on the tutors or at the BCBAs mm -hmm. that, you know, have... Because Portugal, like this podcast, mostly, most of our listeners are from the US or from the UK and... There are people in other countries that maybe have some difficulties with finding ABA funding and support, and in Portugal... There's zero. Yeah, yes. <laughs> below zero. ABA is not even um, a profession. No. No, so being a behavior analyst is not even considered a profession. Yeah. You have to have former training in something, and mm. you have to have um, gone to university and studied something else prior to getting your... your um, your certification because that's your profession. So in Portugal, what's your background then? Okay, so my background um, is psychology. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I trained as a clinical psychologist. Nice. I am a I am a licensed clinical psychologist in Portugal, mm -hmm. and um, through my practice and and through my work, what happens in Portugal is we have an entity that regulates psychologists yeah, currently, yeah, yeah. and they have um, introduced colleges. So basically, you have to work for your speciality. So you can be a specialist in clinical psychology, you can be a specialist in educational psychology, criminal psychology, and social psychology, if I'm not... And social includes the organizational and the, the business side. Yeah. So currently, I'm supposedly um, special, specialized in clinical and educational, because obviously working in ABA, 
because we do work in the school environment. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's overlapping. It's hard yeah, to always separate. Sure. Yeah. So, because with the separation of the BC, American BCBA mm-hmm. with the rest of the world, because mm-hmm. the ABAI, mm-hmm. ABAI, I think, is taking over. Like, in the UK, we have the UKSBA that's taking over, uh, you know, credentials and certification. Do you know, like, in Portugal... Nothing. Oh, nothing. I mean, she's people, she's shaking her head. You can't see it. She's shaking her head. People don't <laughs> even know what ABA is. Mm. Like most of the times when I go in, okay, some clients um, address me because they want ABA specifically because these have mm-hmm. are parents that have been you know looking up information, looking up professionals, and this is what they want for their child. Mm-hmm. But most of the times, like if I go into a school or if I'm doing a workshop for parents, I won't even speak about ABA because it's pointless. Like the name. I'll speak about the techniques, the strategies. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah, and keep it as simple as possible for them to understand what we do and not necessarily who we are or where our uh, training background comes from or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's... (laughs) So I, I'm curious about this because my background, if people don't know, is fashion. <laughs> and then I went in, in the UK, I went to a school, organization, and they trained me, etc. Um, but for example, you are a psychologist. Mm-hmm. So because you then know both worlds, like has psychology helped you in your ABA practice or and ABA practice help you in the psychology? Yes. Like, so how do you see how they both okay. fit together? I think it's helped a lot knowing about child development first of all Mm. I think that makes you more aware of what is you know it helps you more aware of what makes sense to work on what are the skills needed for a certain age what what needs to be worked on first before being able to achieve other things so it's helped in that sense it's also helped in the sense that whether or not um, professionals practice this we have been uh, exposed to observation techniques, we have been exposed to learning how to record um, yeah, the ABA side of it. Yeah. Yes, but even as psychologists, that has been we have oh, been okay. exposed to that. It's not it's not a common practice, unfortunately. Okay. But we have been exposed to it, so that also helps. Another thing that helps a lot, the fact that I come from psychology, I think, is the impact it has with parents. Okay, first of all, <clears throat> it helps me understand parents a little bit more and and help them with their own anxieties because this is you know families go through a lot of issues um the morning of morning and depression yeah yeah it's a lot of and also um i think it leaves them a little bit more confident in the sense that oh this is like you know this is somebody who has you know, she's a professional, She she's a psychologist. Yeah, and in Portugal you have a lot of that. Yes, people, we do. People pay a lot of attention to your degree. They're yes. like, yes. it's like, oh, you have this degree. It's like, instead sure. of looking at experience or knowledge. And, yes, yeah, exactly. and competency, for sure. Yeah. They, they, they assume, oh, you, you, you know, this is your label, oh, then it's good. No, and that's not the case, we know that. Yeah. But it's helped me, yes, I think it's helped me in a lot of ways. Because, yeah, we're currently at, is it fair to call it a clinic? Or what would you call it? A it's setting? our office. I call it an office. Yeah. Because <laughs> Nicole has set up an office. Yes. Um, where she can have trainings or where she can train staff or parents, where she has kids. And, you know, you do have a few clients, but they're mostly English-speaking yes. clients. It's hard to get Portuguese clients. Unfortunately, what we notice is um, Portuguese families can't afford yeah. intensive intervention as much as international families that come from a different status. Yeah, even with 
let's say if they have a budget, would they still be like, no, it's too much? Even if you say, oh, look, yeah. I can only provide, like, if your budget allows for two hours a week, let's work with that. We And we do accept that. Yeah. I know it's, it goes against uh, a lot of ABA believers, but we do this. But I do that as well, because I think some intervention is better than none. And there I try to really push for the parents being present yeah. and having yeah. them involved. Because then they can do yeah. it throughout the week yeah no I've had that in the UK as well when families are quite you know not poor but you know don't have that much money we're like okay tell me how much money you can spend on exactly. ABA because some families take a loan to pay and, for the intervention and I mm-hmm. always recommend against that because I know you want to do the best for your children but it needs to be sustainable sure and if it's not sustainable it's going to be stressful it's going to take over your life it's going to be a, a bunch of death because it's isn't it better that you learn and then you don't need the tutor as much? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, it is. But for some parents, it's also very hard for them to do that job as because well. Because they're 24-7 with the kids and for them it's a bit of respite. Yeah, so it, I've found it's that hard. You, need, you need sometimes a balance of, okay, so this week it's your respite, next week let's... Even if it's if a session is two hours, like at least sit for half an hour. Sure. Obs- or even if there's some time, because I work a lot of... And, you know, remote from, mm-hmm, with, from mm-hmm. London. Uh, I sometimes ask people, it's just film, I need to, you to film this behavior because mm-hmm. that way the parent needs to film so I can see the whole situation and it makes them be present there. Sure. So at least they learn, even by observing, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. learn some strategy, something. Mm-hmm. So you can go out with your child without, you know, being like, I, I got this instead of the, oh my days, I don't want to leave the house sure. because I can't handle the child. What would you like to see? in Portugal in regards to ABA and support and things? Give me the list. <laughs> it's actually not a long list. No. I, I think that the... I don't know if it's going to happen in my lifetime, but um, I would really... You're young. You can live for a longer time. Yeah, but I think <laughs> Portugal going to take so long to get there. That is true. And um, it's concerning, but it is the reality. But I think the most important thing or the, the biggest transformation that I would really like to see and I think that would make the biggest difference is if you know, government and state and and politicians understood the need to invest um, in intervention. And this could be long-term intensive intervention or short-term not-so-intensive intervention Mm -hmm. because, you know, any of the cases, uh, it's beneficial in the long run. To have the early one, yeah, because it helps a lot. It's like a snowball effect. Exactly. Because the basic behaviors are, like, rooted, then it's just... It grows on exactly. it. Exactly. And then other behaviors, you know, or lack of skills, mm-hmm. just build on that. So for me... funding is an issue in Portugal. Funding Definitely. is a huge issue. Definitely. I mean, even insurance companies... Not even insurance companies will help fund intervention. Like health insurance? No. Oh. Even if you have, like, I have an insurance policy. And, like, the best that I can get is, what? I'm not kidding you if I say 250 euros a year on speech therapy. What that would pay in the UK? I think that would pay for like two sessions, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Here it might what? pay for a little bit more, but but also still, not that much. It's not enough. It'll probably pay for a month of intervention if you're lucky. Yeah. Oh, okay. Damn. So like having more early intervention in port, the funding for early intervention. No. No way. Because sometimes it's even the thing of let there be maybe at in teaching courses for teachers or whatever yes. in university just have a module about behavior because if those strategies are known to more people then you don't need that much of a heavy input just a few like okay let's try this and that instead of having to need someone there all the time yes isn't it and I think that would be I mean that would be something that I'd love to do would be to have like a a teacher college um, course that could be included you are working towards that aren't you you've been pushing quite a lot for I do a lot of training for teachers but it still is their option 
and it's not necessarily part of um, a course per se. Yeah. You know, it's something that it's optional. Yeah. Yeah, it's like my groupies that follow me with my trainings, basically. <laughs> Love um, it. Yay. <laughs> Um, and I'm very grateful for them. So, uh, but it's cause they have an interest, a personal interest in it. But yeah. I think if we were able to catch them at a phase where they are being actually trained to be educators, I agree. I agree in the UK as well. Yeah. If we can't get the funding, at least we can try and equip the people who are going to have to deal with the situation. The the most. <laughs> yes. Yes. Before they even get, cause it happens a lot with teachers in Portugal, UK, everywhere in the world, they're like, okay, you're trained to be a teacher. Great. You know all about phonics, about development, yeah. yada, yada, yada. And then they give you a special needs child. And it's you like, do a whoa. Sh- yeah, and you give, oh, have a short course on autism, on Down tr- syndrome or whatever. And then they're like, I like, no, because they go, they can't. It, it's because in it's, real life, it's completely different to theory and, and everything else. And so classes are getting bigger yeah. and there's more work to do. So how can they dispense that amount of time? They can't. And it's not child. fair to the other kids as well. Yeah. The fact, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously the ideal world, classes would be reduced. Staff would be increased, but we don't have the ideal world. Right. Yeah. Um, but w- the thing is, and I'm, look, I'm all for, in Portugal, I don't know if you're aware, but what happens is integration is a big thing, inclusion is a big thing, but the way they've done it now is like, okay, all kids into the mainstream classroom, and it's like, okay, I'm all for that, in a sense that I think there should be moments where they have an opportunity how to interact. Gonna, how do you teach them to interact, yeah. And also, what happens to the other kids' learning opportunities when they always have children who cannot be in a group environment for yeah. that long without Disrupts disturbing? Disrupts their learning as well, yeah. So, you know, that's balance. not the way to do it. Yeah. Balance. We were talking about this earlier. Balance, isn't it? Yeah, I know, cause, for sure. Yeah, because we've spoken, because met, I met Nicole last year. Um, for those who don't know, because Nicole very kindly replied to me, because <laughs> we're both yes people. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I, nev- I was never aware of the situation in Portugal. I-, I knew it was bad, but when you were talking to me, I was like, dang. <laughs> I'll just stay right here where I am, and you do that, okay? <laughs> For a while, at least. Um, what I wanted to ask you, because we've talked about, uh, we've discussed this before, because uh, with the BCBA qualification, you always have to keep learning. Mm-hmm. And, and what are the areas you most like to learn about in ABA? Not just autism or children, like what other areas okay. do you really like? So I try to, fo- first of all, I always like learning about new areas, <laughs> which yeah. is terrible because it means I'm always looking for different companies, you know. Uh, different I'll send you some links as well if you want. Yeah, because I, I, I enjoy having a better understanding of the applications, you know, and Sometimes something completely like I went once to a conference and a, Nor- a Norwegian group came and they did a presentation of ABA with dementia. That was the first time I'd heard about oh it. Oh my, Lauren, right? she's not here, but Lauren has been doing lectures on dementia. She's been working a lot on dementia and behavior. And, and in that situation, it was the first time I heard about it, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense yeah. that somebody would work with that population. But So I really enjoy and like sexuality is something that also interests me a lot. And, yeah. Um, criminal behavior. So I, I See, crime is so difficult to find. I've been yeah. trying to find a lot of CEUs for crime, and it's so hard. I haven't found anything so far. If anyone knows, please tell me. But I, because I like criminology as well, and I'm just, where are the CEUs? Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have for delinquency, but not necessarily for yeah, not necessarily for which is the latter stage, which is very weird to me because a lot of the you know behavior profiling and stuff. There's a lot of ABA in it, isn't there? there? Of course, there's more to it, obviously. But but still, there is a lot, lot of behavior that I 
personally would like to learn about. Sure. Sure. If I find some, I'll send them your way. Okay, cool. I'll, cool. <laughs> I'll do the same. I'll yes, do the same. Yes, because I can't find it. So, and you said what other areas? Yeah. So, I, I enjoy learning about new areas. And then the other thing I try to focus on, obviously, is the CEUs that I have to. And then the, the mandatory um, ones, right? Like supervision, like ethics and whatever. And then I really uh, focus a lot on um, early childhood because that's, yeah. My population, right? Or most of my population. Yeah, so you, so you can use the CUs to learn new stuff and to keep exactly. your practice with exactly. it. Yeah, it's a good balance, I agree. Exactly. So yeah. I do want to learn new things because that's my curiosity, but yeah. and I probably will never have to implement that. And I also yeah. don't want to be a specialist in everything. I think that's No, I think it's good to of, be aware yeah. of... Yeah. New, new things yeah, yeah, in I'm different the same, areas. Yeah, because then if someone asks, you say, oh, actually, I heard about this and that. Have a, Because if someone wants to go that area, you just point them in the right direction. Because you are aware of it, and then they can off they off they get off they pot. But I think that mundane problems like uh, eating, sleeping, potty training, sibling rivalry, <sighs> social skills, mundane problems, which is what a lot of people you know struggle with, mm-hmm. and not necessarily kids that have a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Even neurotypical kids. Exactly, yeah. especially now after COVID. I mean, social wellness. <laughs> And, like, lack of tolerance to frustration. I mean, all this is hectic right now, okay? So even helping parents in that sense, because I do get a lot of, I do a lot of parent coaching, and a lot of parents contact me with kids that are supposedly neurotypical, right? And that are having issues with something or another. And um, so I do like being equipped with the latest technology in those areas. No, it's it's really, because I, even with adults, like, I know this, a neurotypical adult, and I swapped from uh, iPhone to Samsung. I got tired of it. And it was a free phone, so I'm like, yeah, it's free. Give it to me. <laughs> and, you know, my Samsung can be a bit slow. It can. Sometimes more than other times. And this neurotypical adult was next to me, not my husband, someone else. And they were saying, oh, I could make a cup of tea waiting for this. Why don't oh, you my get, goodness. Why don't you get an iPhone? This is so. This takes so long. And I'm just thinking. How are, inappropriate. <laughs> you are a 30-year-old man who cannot wait like, and then people, like two seconds. Yeah, and then you demand children. And I think with technology being faster and faster, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. it also removes that tolerance of being oh, able yeah. to, to wait. Because well, I'm like, delayed gratification. No, exactly. No? And I think it has, it's not about the screen itself, it's about that not teaching children that it, it's okay to wait, it's okay that it's loading. But screens are faster and faster. The thing is that. And, when they're, and then, when it, and then they, they transport that to real life. Yeah, and it doesn't exist. And they can't wait, and mm-hmm. it's just okay. So mm-hmm. you're expecting a child to to wait, and you as an adult can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you listening to yourself? Sure. Because <laughs> it's and with COVID that got worse because obviously they were exposed more to that because people had to juggle a gazillion things at the same time, like yeah. do their job, take care of the kids, put the kids on whatever school, whatever or, or platform online. they had to do, and. <clears throat> I get it, right? I can't even imagine. Imagine parents have to be on the screen on meetings the whole day, the and whole then they day. have kids doing like, schooling through and younger kids mm-hmm. because older kids maybe they can you know Do it themselves. Yeah, sure. but five, six, no. seven, like until, up until ten, I would say they're it, they need a bit more. You need to make sure they're doing stuff. Like it was because I know in Portugal they did it over TV, wasn't? Yes, it? they all, but oh, but it sucked. I don't oh, know. Goodness. I don't know if in the UK they did it, but I know in Portugal they did it over the TV. So it was a national program because uh, it was considered like, what about the families that don't have computers or internet or the the regions in Portugal where, okay, and I thought that was a really good sentiment. It was (laughs) a good idea, like a nice idea. I just don't think it was 
done in the best but way. But isn't that the Portuguese way? The theory is really good, and then the practice always falls a bit short. <laughs> yes, and I also think that in 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 co well with COVID, nobody really got time to practice, right? It was like you you had to learn Just while go. you were doing it. Yeah, yeah, go. So obviously, go. it came it the first the first thing that came out was like, oh my word, <laughs> okay, but. You know, the intention was there, and there yeah. was a possibility of making it better. And they've even kept some online things going, even after the kids got uh, went back to school. Because not every kid went back immediately. Some kids, it, yeah. yeah. And um, and you never know. I mean, right? <laughs> Just like this caught us off guard. You never know. Yeah. There could be a national, uh, a natural disaster. There could be anything that yeah. could, you know, make us stay at home again for whatever reason. And and yeah. at least now we have this experience, and we should keep it. Yeah, because I found it hilarious that. Everyone was resistant to um, remote work. And with COVID, you have... Because they would say, oh, it's not possible, it's not possible. And when COVID hit, you had to. So it is possible. Of course it you is. just didn't want to. Because sometimes, why are you driving or taking the train or whatever for... I know in Portugal, like, I hear different sides. Some sure. people are like, oh, um, people hate being at home or people hate going to the job. And I think it, def- it depends on case to case. Yes. And on job to job. And sure. And everyone's just so polar about it. like, so this end or this end, and there's no, okay, let's take it case by case. Let's talk to the employees, like how many people would prefer to stay at home? How many would like to come in? How much is it necessary to come in? Like, look at cost of electricity, of spending, like all the things that ABA actually helps with. I think there's a a bigger problem, Mm. which is a societal problem, a cultural problem, Unfortunately, maybe even a human problem, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of people are um, not very productive when they don't have somebody policing them. That's true. And that is unfortunate. Yeah. Because if you were focused on what you have to get done Mm -hmm. and you got it done in less time, you're entitled to more free time. That's fine. I have no problems with that. But if you only get things done when you're being monitored some way, then you're going to have to come into the office. Because they must have... (laughs) Them, there's so many apps. There must be a way to track if someone's sure. being productive or not. You sure. know what I mean? Like, okay, this needs to be done by this day. As this of course. met the deadline. Of course. Again, that's all those systems you can put in place. Yes, to, you can. And if and if you then say to the person, look, we've looked at your productivity. It's not working out. You do need to come in. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Because sure. because if you're not producing, because a lot of people said they would produce better at home. Others said they didn't. Yeah. And I heard cases that happened in Portugal, not in UK, but in Portugal, that people expect to work during the time they used to commute for. Yes. It and was... I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Ridiculous. And they they it, were expected yeah. to work for longer hours. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. It doesn't Completely. make any sense. No. Because you would have been commuting anyway. So why? What's the point? Yeah. I don't understand. And someone said, look, I asked, okay, can you just say no? And they're like, well, if you say no, they fire you. Because that's how it is in Portugal. And they just find someone else to do it. And, you know workers rights still has a lot to be desired oh, for sure <laughs> isn't for it sure even because I mean, in the uk they couldn't fire you for this. work law the law around working in general for the for the i'm not familiar in the port- it, 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 it's oh my goodness it's ridiculous for both sides to be quite honest you can't fire anybody if they've got a contract it's like there's even no if that person there is but it's like it's so difficult and so bureaucratical and so hard and so expensive that a lot of the times people just keep these you know companies just keep these people on because it's less stressful for everybody so they don't feel they don't want to give uh, a permanent contract to someone because that, and that's why because there's so much resistance to giving permanent contracts 
because, because eventually they show their true colors and they do unfortunately yeah, yeah. once they've secured that contract yeah, yeah, right yeah. um you to get rid of them is, is a nightmare because in uk we have it is a lengthy process as well but if you get enough evidence so if you have for example you give this these goals and the person's not fulfilling you can do a first intervention meeting and then if they're still not doing it another intervention meeting so i think it's you need three or something so you need to give like them three strikes <laughs> yeah you need to give them i think it's three chance to prove that they're improving and they need to bring their evidence you need like proper data and evidence again if, um and then then is how you fire someone it's not it's hard but it's not impossible because you have they have all these procedures in place it can take a bit of time here as well yeah they are the, but the thing is um a lot of companies don't have those procedures thought out mm so they just, you know, instead of having that extra work, they'll yeah. just... See, this is an area that I really like. It's OBM, the mm-hmm. Organizational Behavior mm-hmm. Management. Because I did a course last year for CEUs. And it was great. I got, like, I think it was 16 CEUs in a go. Because when you've had the supervisor course, you get the extra... Because su- you get... So you get nine general CEUs. I think a couple of them are ethics or one or something. But then the rest, if you have the eight-hour course, you get an extra, I think it was eight or something, CEUs. In this course in particular... I've never seen that, actually. Oh, let me make a note before I forget. I'll put the chief motivator. I've actually never seen that. That's, oh, it that's was awesome. great. It was great. I was like, yes, because I... Yes, please. Because my, <laughs> my cycle ends. I need to have everything done by April, and I'm only six CEUs away. Because I know... Um, we don't, let's not have that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I keep a calendar that I check Mine's every in month. February, and how many do I have? Oh, Nicole. Mm-hmm. I'll send you so many. <laughs> I'll send you some free ones as well. Like, Unfortunately. You know what I got? And I'll show you here on my laptop. Sorry, guys, if you can hear the click. And I love this. Because I have my planner. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I need a prompt. And I've noticed recently with work, I need a prompt. Let it open. I'll show you this app that I got. Um, so I have work and stuff. So And you can put, like, a deadline. So then it, I have a prompt that comes up. On, okay. And then I got, like, like I'm overdue these. But, you know. But at least, because I've what I noticed recently with me is the amount my amount of work was increased a bit, so I felt like okay, I have it written. I still need something to tell me because I'm always on my computer. I'm always because I do a lot of remotes, so it's like I just need something to tell to me. Remind you, Carla, do it, do it. No, but you're not the first person that I, that I struggle with that. Honestly, I think a lot of BCBA struggles because it it's your just life gets in the way. Literally, isn't it? Um, let me see how much. Um, all right. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to ask or anything you're curious about? You don't have to if you don't want to. It's not. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I know, unfortunately, everything that I've um, wanted to ask, I've asked before. I think that, um, yeah, what makes... Okay, so maybe I can because I did hear that from you. So I've recently been contact, Not recently, but like for maybe two years. Mm-hmm. I've been um, getting a lot of contacts from BCBAs abroad mm-hmm. that are really interested in moving to Portugal for some yeah, reason, yeah. right? Uh, okay. The sun. So like, okay. The sun, the food, probably. <laughs> we have a connection to Portugal, which makes sense, but yeah. a lot of people have never even been here and they yeah, want to move yeah, here, yeah. right? And my first question is, yeah, how much do you earn? So it depends. So every BCBA No, 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 I'm not asking oh. you specifically. Oh, okay. This is like... If you okay, if you're willing, I just want you guys to have an idea of what happens in Portugal. Like it's not only the clients that don't get the funding; it's us that don't get paid. We don't get yeah. paid what we deserve. Yeah. Right. For sure. So it is. You have to be highly motivated to want to work in this field yeah. here, 
because you're going to be scraping by most of the time, right? Just for you to have an idea, minimum wage in Portugal is 680 euros. Yeah. And a rent, let's say, for a two-bedroom apartment can be like 700, 800 euros. It depends on where you are as well, isn't it? Uh, not that much nowadays. But really? Yes. Even I'm talking about like suburbia. I'm not even talking about like center of Lisbon. Nothing How like about that. like if you go across the bridge? So I've heard that across the bridge is getting more expensive as well. It's still expensive. That's even where my family's from. It's still expensive, and and even what you would spend on the commute. Didn't didn't they do the thirty euro um, travel pass? Was that over? Yeah, but now? then how many hours couldn't you work? Oh no no yeah because then you're commuting instead of being there yeah. And and here we earn by the hour. Yeah. And a lot of people struggle with... It's, it's crazy, that, you know? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, if you... Okay, Portugal's got a lot of good things. I'm not going to say it doesn't. It does. Yeah. Um, but it's not perfect, in a, no, by yeah. no means, right? Yeah. And I think the most complicated side of yeah. living in Portugal is definitely the professional side of, yeah. of life. So, yes, I mean, if you're high corp... If you're IT, if you're, things can be a little bit easier for you. If you're a famous actor. For, for example. And even those struggle sometimes. Well, doesn't Michael Fassbender and... Well, Apparently so. Yeah, he lives in Lisbon, doesn't Apparently he? so. And I've never seen him. Oh. Because <laughs> he's married to, is it Anna Diarmas? Al- Alicia. Oh, no, Alicia, yes. She did um, Tom Raider. Yes. Oh, yes. she's lovely as well. Yes. She sounds lovely. So, um, we do have a lot of famous people moving to Portugal because it can be a really nice lifestyle. Yeah, because now they have the... And it's a safe country. Like the gold... Well, did you hear what happened? The golden visa? Did you hear what happened in the south side? Almada. No. I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't come out on the news very very much. Yeah. I'll tell you about it later. But, yeah, <laughs> we do have episodes, but yeah. it's still like... It's, no, it's still nothing compared no. to... No, no, no. So in terms countries. of... Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's more of the, you know usual sexism but like that mm-hmm. you can just tell them to bugger off yeah. and you know it's usually it doesn't always result in nothing more serious than that yeah thank fortunately God. thankfully yeah but um i think that's the hardest part so when i hear professionals from my field yeah. you know getting paid what they deserve to be paid or a lot closer to that i'm like yeah. hold out for a couple of years please because here it's like it can be no, really frustrating here is a from what you can tell, is like like you said, it is a struggle. You need to be really willing to fight. Sure, it's, sure. It can be quite complicated. And you have to be so uh, thinned out, like you're spread everywhere. Like when I go to a conference, oh, so you, how long have you been a BCBA? Oh, since 2013. What, and you still do sessions? <laughs> Otherwise I wouldn't eat. Of course I still do sessions. No, but there's, you know, in the UK there's a lot of, a lot of BCBAs. Because for me is personally... I sometimes I don't do, I only do it sometimes in the summer I support families but it's most because of my schedule mm-hmm. it's it's so varied I can't offer the consistency at the moment but I struggle with that as well I mean yeah. and a lot of things like admin things and obviously all the computer work gets delayed and my yeah. nights get shorter because of that but the thing is if you had more tutors then by the way Nicole's hiring oh yeah if every want to move to Portugal if anyone's looking <laughs> well but yeah but you do. Be- but if you're hiring, it's because you have the work yes, that you... Yes, I do have work, sure. You do have... Because you, you, you even asked me, like, do you know anyone? And I... Sure. You know, no, I do have work. What, where, where can people contact you? If they want to apply or if they... Well, they can go on our website. So it's uh, nurtureandnature.com. Um, dot, well, dot 
Well, I'll, I'll put it on the blurb as well, don't worry. Okay. I'll put the site there. And there it's got all our contacts. I think that's the easiest way. But we do have a Facebook page. We do have an Instagram page. I mean, there are a lot of ways. LinkedIn page. There yeah, are a lot of so ways you can contact N us. So it's Nicole Diaz. Diaz is spelled D-I-A-S. So feel free. I mean, also, if you want information, if you're thinking about moving to Portugal and you just want to check with reality, feel free to contact. <laughs> because I think some people are a bit like, okay, I don't mind the professional struggle a bit because if I can be in a nice place. Sure. Because some people don't mind. Like, of course. A friend of mine from Ireland, a BCBA, she said someone from Portugal, I remember, who contacted her because they were thinking about maybe opening a clinic in Ireland. And she was like, mate, Ireland is like... You know, and it's similar to Portugal in Ireland uh, in terms of money and stuff. Um, but I think ABA there is a bit more popular. But in terms of money, it's similar. And she was like, look, I just had to give her a reality check because it's not that much... In terms of money, it's not... It's not worth it. Yeah, the... yeah. And, and she said, like, yeah, she's mentioned that in Ireland, sometimes a bit resistant to people that are not Irish. Okay. Open. Like, you know, she, said, she can say not everyone, but she said they can be a bit resistant because... Oh, here we have the opposite. Yeah, here whatever like... thing, whatever, whatever is foreign is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, people think, "Whoa, this is a specialist that came from abroad." This awesome. Is <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. true it's the opposite. But now we're getting a lot of immigrants, right? Mm -hmm. So that changes perspective a little bit as well. We've got oh, so many people, so many people from abroad, from different countries. You know, um, so yeah, uh, things will change, especially in the big cities. Obviously, in the smaller cities, no, yeah. not so much. But in the big cities, but for a lot of sure. people are going to the north as well. Villages are being taken over. Literally, like the Dutch came and they bought abandoned villages and they started living in those villages. To be honest, someone has to bring back the life into the city <laughs> of Portugal if it's not <laughs> going to be the Portuguese. Someone. No, I think that's great, and yeah. that's that's going to give like you know more jobs to people in yeah. rural places, and that's going to. A lot because of Portugal is not, people think it's huge, but it's not that huge, especially no, when, you've, when you've lived in South Africa, because you're sure. from South Africa, or when you lived in the UK, in Germany, whatever, because, if, for example, commuting in Portugal, if you commute for an hour and a half by car, or an hour, they're like, oh my days, it's so far, in London, that's the normal, yeah. if you just commute for an hour by you're a lucky. car, yeah, you're like, oh yeah, that's awesome, so, but that is, that is like a lack of quality of life. If you think about it, yeah. in itself, right? Because you're used to being like in, in a horrible situation. No, I had to limit limit my commuting where I live now in the countryside. I say, look, because there's more, there's less traffic, etc. Sure. I try not to commute over an hour yeah. if possible, because then it doesn't compensate sure. in terms of money. Because when you're a BCBA, like you said, if you're just doing like once a month meetings, that doesn't give you hardly any money. It's the two, like you said, it is the tutoring that's. Because that's yeah, obviously it's something more regular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, and you know, some people prefer like at the moment I don't have that, I don't do that. Um, but I've done it recently in the summer because some of my clients were going away. So I was like, okay, cool. I, I'll just come and do support over the summer during the holidays. And I'm doing now. We have half term in October, mm -hmm. end of October. I meant to be doing a session because it's fine. Like sure. it's when the families need it. So, sure. but I think some people for lack of a better term, I'm a bit too stuck up to... It's true. Some people, to do it. And some people have never actually done any well, practical work. I've had clients um, who recently, like I'm working with them, but they contact me because they've gotten a quote from a clinic, these clinics in London or whatever, uh, for like 2000 a month for a two-year-old to have intense... And like, 2000 for what? And like, oh, for the assessment, they want to do a full VB map assessment. Like, for a two-year-old... 
okay, and is that 2,000 pounds? Oh, yeah, because then they have to pay for it. Like, cause, and then the parents get really freaked out, like, are we doing enough hours? You should do lots of hours. Like, no, 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 no. It's, it's breathe. Because it's, you know, yeah. parents do panic. And they get like, what do I do? What do I do? And and I think that's where IBA sometimes get a bad rap. Gets a bad rap because people go to the extreme and they're like, oh, we deserve it. Okay. And, oh, salt and OT get paid a, a bucket load. I'm like, okay, but... They're way make, less intensive. Less intensive. But maybe also we need to revise this... The, you know what I mean? Like, there needs to be a balance. Like, some people charge... They receive hardly anything. Other people charge too much. Yeah, there needs to be more of a balance. And I also believe that this is something that should be practiced in all professions. I, I know... Okay, I agree. Are gonna, I agree. Some people are going to smack me right now. But I like, don't care. We agree. <laughs> like, if I'm a BCBA and I'm available to do sessions, I think my sessions should be more expensive than somebody who's an RBT. Yeah. True. You have more of an experience, more, more special, knowledge, more yeah, everything. You bring more to the table because a, a BT or RBT maybe won't be able to make a dynamic assessment of when the behavior needs to be changed or a procedure. Or, okay, this intervention is not changing. I'm going to try this immediately and see if it works. That don't some do of course because some are brilliant yeah exactly uh, you know, but, but not everyone and I have parents contact me oh I have a tutor coming for half time I'm gonna try ABA if I, if I like it I'll try to hire a consultant and if I and I'm like well okay if you really want to a tutor won't be able to design a program unless they've been properly trained into um, and they're supported because I mean let's face it I, I, and it can be hard sure and lots of people do reactive targets they don't think about long term and okay what do I want this child to be able to do when he's an adult people I try to think backwards and okay when they're adults I want them to be able to do this and then I work backwards and some people just That's go smart. yeah 1am 2am on the VB map let's move so no, it's no 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 I don't do that for sure first of all I use the ables a lot more than the VB map I, I like the ables actually see I don't most of my kids are small right so oh, yeah, because mine are, like... Yours are normally... Like, I've, I have small ones, but it is true. Like, the small ones, I like the Denver model. Okay. I like the VB map. I like the... Well, I, I guess I use the Ables because I'm so familiar with it, because I did the, yeah. the official translation. Oh, yeah, you did. You did. She translated to Portuguese. Like, I'm oh, so, my days! I'm, like, I'm going to use this until I Die. finish it. Yeah. <laughs> like, finish. <laughs> no, you have to, because... Yeah, and anyway, and I do I do like the tool. I think it's a very useful tool, but I by no means follow it to a T to design programs. No, by no, no means. No. Because they're assessment, they're not curriculum, aren't they? It helps a lot, Yeah, but it's not enough. Because I've seen people online saying this is very true. People get trained in assessments and yeah. how to use assessments, but not how to adapt it into curriculum. And they use the assessments as if for as targets. If it's a base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, some targets, yes. Yeah. But I've seen people going from little target to little target. I'm like, okay, you're wasting that person's time. You could use a whole activity. To work on all those together. Yeah, I'm a big fan of activities. Like, yeah. choose an activity like, I don't know, water play, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can work on manding and copying mm -hmm. and motor skills. Mm -hmm. like, like, there's like, people don't realize there's a whole world in a small activity. Sure. And I think that's the best way for them to progress. And they're so focused on, it needs to be completely mastered. Like, sometimes you just need to expose them to, to something. Instead of just, oh, I need to see it through to the end. That can take months. Expose them to various things. Yeah, focus on some stuff, but... Sure, sure. But I then mean, do a lot of exposure, for sure. And for some sure. kids learn faster than others. Yes. So, And some it. kids learn in certain areas faster than in other areas. I mean, Definitely. It's, it's also Definitely. variable. 
Yeah, there's and so many. We can talk for hours, but you do... Keep yes, on. I have a doctor's appointment I need to go to. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. So, uh, And thank you so much for joining us, Nicole. Thank you I for really appreciate me. the time. No problem. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, and that was our episode with Nicole. Please feel free to email us on aba.owls.uk at gmail.com or you can message us on Instagram at aba underscore owls. If you have a particular topic you'd like us to address, we would love to hear from you. The Hood Chronicles will be out in two weeks as usual on the 21st of November and the next Owls will come out on the 5th of December, a Monday, and that will be our penultimate episode before a short break. But yeah, and Nicole, thank you again so much for coming. And I really had a great time interviewing you. Thank you. Bye.